I caught my wife meeting with her ex-co-worker during her lunch break. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. Wow. My wife of 14 years, been together for 16 years with two kids, has been having an affair. I found out now I am lost. I'm a 40-year-old man and she is a 38-year-old female. Her affair partner is a 30-year-old male. We met in our early 20s. We dated off and on and we were friends, lovers, and and boyfriend and girlfriend. Eventually, we married. We have a teenage girl who's now 14 years old and a young boy who's eight. The thing is, she's always had my heart. I think I knew early on that I loved her and wanted to be with her for the rest of my life. We shared everything. We talked about the goofiest things until we laughed to tears. We always had the same sense of music together and attended many shows. We simply enjoyed each other's company. When our kids came into our lives, I had never been happier. We truly created some remarkable little beings. They are so adorable with their hearts bigger than I could have ever dreamed. We have raised them so well so far. If I am proud of anything, it's that we raised two selfless children who deeply care for one another and the world around them. I am mad in love with these two. Our marriage has had its ups and its downs, that's for sure. Obviously, over this many years, things can't always be amazing. That's just marriage. When we are at our highs, we are so on it. We cruise. We were like Maverick and Goose. We owned life. When we were down, before this affair, we always managed to talk, to find common ground, to bounce back again and cruise again. We fought for each other. I suppose that's why this hurts so much. Instead of fighting for each other, she chose him. There was this guy she met. His name was Chris. They were once co-workers. She left that job and went to another, but for some reason maintained contact with him over the last year. See, when they initially met, she mentioned this co-worker. He was always just kind of mentioned offhand in passing. Oh, Chris did this today, yada yada. I remember feeling something wasn't quite right, or maybe I was just being jealous. I couldn't put my finger on it, but looking back, it was a sign, if there ever was one. Over the last few months, COVID has really messed things up. I'm not blaming this on that, but surely it did not make things easy. During the pandemic, I definitely battled a huge mountain of depression. I withdrew. I absolutely did. I get up every morning around 4am, I work out in my gym, this has been my routine for nearly 2 years, and then I would take a shower and I would work from home. I've been working from home since March, all day. Afterward, I would get into Discord or TeamSpeak with some friends and family that I hardly ever see since the pandemic started, and then spend the night chatting and socializing. I have always been very sociable, and I think I leaned heavily into that nightly. I put much more effort into socializing than into her. That is factual. Around this time, she had surgery on her leg that made her unable to walk for a considerable period of time. During this time, her and I didn't speak as much as we should have. I helped her with her care, I made her food, helped her with what she needed, but I certainly left her on her own for many days without any social interaction. They talked heavily during this time. I still don't know why I did that. I can't help but wonder if on a subconscious level I had rejected her because at this point she had already rejected me for him. So here's the timeline. In January, she left her job where he worked for a new one. They maintained contact. In February, things felt normal. Our frisky life was good as always. Our relationship felt great. In March, the pandemic hit. I was working from home. We leaned heavily into each other, bracing for what might come with the pandemic. In April through May, things felt normal. We started a massive garden together. If we had to quarantine a distance, we were seemingly doing it well and together. We made food, cocktails, and just did things together. 
together. Sometimes around here, he would start asking her personal questions about her relationship with me. Things like, how does he treat you? This is all she has given me in regards to that. I suspect the conversations went deeper than this one question, but she has been giving me little bits of truth here and there and a whole ton of, I don't know, or I don't remember. So who knows? In June and July, she started meeting him on her lunch breaks. It's around this time that they had their first kiss. According to her, she told him, this would ruin our families. To which he responded, I think I'm okay with that. I think of everything I learned, this exchange of words hit me the hardest. In July and August, they met more frequently on her lunch breaks. They would meet in parks, in parking lots, at her work, at his work, at his house. They massed around in his wife's bed, going commando and going to third base. According to her, they tried to do the deed one time, but he was malfunctioning. This detail is something that according to her was a regular occurrence and a detail of importance for later. They did the deed in their cars, in these parking lots. And during this time, I was in a deep depression. I would often vent to her about how I felt off. I remember sitting in the shower, just staring at the walls, wondering if life would be easier for her and the kids if I was just no longer there in the world of the living. Her leg surgery occurred in early September. She's at home for two weeks with her leg up and not going anywhere. They exchanged a lot of texts during this time. My negative mental state only grew worse. Feelings of being lost, like I was drowning, were a daily occurrence for me. In late September, she's back to work, albeit with the cast and a scooter slash crutch to move around. She met him at his house again. My mental state was more of the same. I went hard into my workouts here. I was hitting personal records often. I bought a punching slash endurance post and began boxing slash spar training. From the start of October to mid-October, they met in parking lots more frequently. They booked a hotel room with each other and they spent an entire day together after pretending to get ready for work that day. After she leaves the room to head home, she texts me, what a rough day. This day hurts. This text just gutted me. At the time, I responded the way a husband would, supporting his wife after a tough day at work. Reading back on that day now, as I do trying to find signs I missed, it just sucks. I was at home with our kids working while helping them to do distance learning, a stress that is not fun. Juggling a kid's education while trying to remain accountable with work. A couple of times in the car, she mentioned that he was still malfunctioning. They had also told each other that they loved one another. The darkness of my mental state was subsiding here. I felt more confident than ever. And I knew ultimately that she was off and I needed to know what was going on. So everything here occurs between late October and D-Day to the present. I had suspected something was up. Everything was off. So early morning before my workout, I snooped. I felt guilty snooping at first, but... I found the affair. The fog had lifted, only for a new one to set in. I sometimes wish I could go back before that morning to remain oblivious. Ignorance, bliss, all of that I suppose. I found a long text history with huge gaping gaps in discussion that was a massive flag. So I opened her Snapchat and noticed they had a very long snap streak. Something I tried so many times to get going with her. It makes sense now as to why we never had that streak. Here is where I found saved pictures of him telling her that he missed her. Her telling him, I can't wait to kiss that face, mister. Etc. Really nauseating stuff 
to find. The kind of stuff that makes your heart die a thousand times in a second. I gasped for breath and I saw red. So I confronted her. I woke her up. It was 4 a.m. I flipped the lights on. I gave her the phone and asked her to explain. Her first words were that she was upset that I looked through her phone. Oh, the nerve. She tells me that they only kissed once and that was it. It's never just one kiss, is it? After reading so much on here, I have discovered that they always give you just a tiny bit of the truth. Never the lot of it. I can't remember how I got her to tell me that they did the deed, but when I finally did, she said that they did the deed once in a car and that they only met up a few times. I think when I showed her her Google map history, she realized I knew much more than she was letting on. She started filling me in on more details, how many times they did the deed, as far as she's letting that on, and that sometimes he was malfunctioning, that he wasn't good, just different, whatever that's supposed to mean. When I looked through our phone data, I found that her average text per month went from 500 to 4,500 on the worst day. They had texted each other once every three minutes over 16 hours. She says most of their conversations were just random. Like, how are you? How was your day? Here's a song for you to listen to. I have a hard time believing anything she says. When I asked why she did it, at first she tells me that she was lonely and that she felt like I didn't value her. Now that her reasoning has shifted to, I don't know, I was stupid. I got addicted and I couldn't stop. To be clear, I am fine admitting that I was distant, but I have a very hard time taking blame for this. She could have talked to me at any point, raised her flag and told me we were slipping. And I would have fought with my last breath to make things right. She didn't do that though. She chose him. She fell into him. She dated him. She did the deed with him. They told each other they loved one another. So I found out everything I needed to know at this point. But that doesn't stop the wondering. The need to find and find details. I feel like a psychopath. I feel like I'm not myself. I feel desperate for control, which is not like me. I'm not that person. I just want her to tell me everything. I have to know. After reading so many stories like mine, the spouse, whether the woman or a man, always wants to know the level of deceit and the details of the cheating partner actions. I am not alone in this. The attempts to gaslight and trickle the truth to me are more infuriating than the actions she committed. That brings us to the day I sent everything to his wife and then confronted him. I sent it all. Everything. He lied about everything. He said my wife was, quote, making it all up because she was obsessed with him and wanted to break them up to be with him. This infuriated me. I wanted him to own his actions. For days, I had been wanting to approach him, to scare him, to hurt him. I found him at his work, stocking shelves. He's a retail worker. His face was deep in a shelf so I got up right on him. He's a small little man, pale and frail looking. Hey Chris. The look on his face through his mask, I could see only his eyes and the bridge of his nose. The absolute fear in him felt so empowering. I mean, I don't think I needed to do this looking back, but I'd be lying if it didn't feel great to take back something that he helped steal from me. Why didn't you accept my Snapchat, bud? I thought we shared everything. Watching him cower and stumble backwards, his little whimpering ex made as he did so was like gold to me. That felt good. I just laid into him and told him how much damage he caused, how messed up it was. And he lied about what my wife had told me, that I had evidence proving they lied and cheated. You are a coward. I said to him, that felt good. But what he said back to me almost shocked me. He said, you're right. 
I am a coward. How could I feel sorry for this miserable, tiny person in that moment? Jeez, I actually felt sorry for him. If he hadn't said that, I would have done much more than just throw words at him. Ugh. In my frustration, I grabbed some of the peanut butter off the shelf he had been stalking and threw it at his feet. Then I walked away. Later, I found out just before I went in there, his wife showed up at work. She pulled him outside, made him admit to it all, and she also called him a coward. And then she slapped him, the justice. Hearing her tell me that day she confronted him, not minutes before I did, and called him the same word that I did, she told me that he finally admitted it. And some of the stuff my wife told me was confirmed through him. Apparently, a couple of times he legitimately did malfunction. Does that make any of this better? No. It just means instead of four or so times she told me, there was intent on a couple other occasions. I learned in that moment that this man does not offer anything more than I do. In fact, he offers much less. I could go into all the ways I know I am better than this guy, but in the end, I would just be petty and sad. I actually feel sorry for this guy and all my frustration and hatred. I do feel bad for him. So, where does that leave her? I don't know. She's made a lot of changes to start out. She removed social media, deactivated and deleted accounts. She blocked his number, suggested we be willing to get a flip phone instead if that would help. She's okay with me checking up on her, checking her phone and checking her messages. For now, I think it's justified. However, I hate this is what I am now. The adult checking up on the child to make sure she isn't breaking the rules. She has turned me into something that I am not. She took my wedding ring and put it on a necklace that she won't take off. I took the ring off during our D-Day fight and I told her I no longer want it. This, this is one thing that I was happy to see her do. She did that in quiet and kept it under her shirt for a while before I even realized she had done it. When I noticed, I wanted to cry. If I had any tears left, I'd cry right now thinking of it. She says she wants to do therapy with me. I told her we wouldn't proceed without it. Last weekend, we took a trip away. Just us to talk and try to be together. I'll admit there was one day that weekend where everything melted away and I felt like I had my best friend again. When we left and came back into town, it was like a black cloud instantly came over me. All of the doubts and thoughts never really left. The weekend away just hid them for a bit. I am starting to feel like she is remorseful, but I think all of the tickle truths and gaslighting have pushed back on me accepting any of that remorse. I have to wonder if she truly was remorseful, then why would she continue to hide even the littlest things as if I am some weak person that can't handle it? The deed, doing the deed is mind blowing. I feel if there is a certain sense of a primal need in this to reclaim it, if that makes any sense. It's not out of hate, it's very passionate. There is love. There is sadness, but it is amazing and it's also frequent. It's been so frequent that it even rivals when we first met and we had little responsibility. One thing that truly messes me up though is that for the longest time, she and I would do specific things that she genuinely likes. Apparently, he asked her several times for that, to which she says they never did. She would never actually let me do this, but in all the details that have come out, she has informed me that I am better than him in this regard. Now, all of a sudden, she's open to the idea of this. After years of just getting close but never actually doing it, now she's all of a sudden okay with me doing this to her. Maybe she did give that intimate thing to him and is trying to make amends with me by giving it to me too. Or maybe she genuinely didn't give it to him and wants to give it to me. How can I know one way or another? This thought messes with my head so much. I'll never know. However, who knows how sincere this all is? Is it because she got caught? Is it because she's scared to lose our family? 
Is she scared of being embarrassed? Our oldest, at least, wouldn't have forgiven her for a long time, I know that. She's old enough to understand. Our youngest may be just old enough to understand, but either way, they wouldn't like to hear what their mother did. Why our family was broken up. I always come back to this. They could have ended it at any point, and yet they didn't. And if not for me catching her, they could be in a parking lot right now at this very moment. Would they be? So for me, now I am leaving out of state for a while to work remotely from a family member's house. I need the space, but fear it so much as well. I will take a long period of time to process all of this. If I want to move forward, if I think it's even worth it to try. I want to see her fight for me, but sometimes my heart gets in the way and I give her too much. Up to this point, I wonder if I am letting her off easy, if I am compromising too much and giving her cop-outs from owning what she did. Even if I was distant as a husband, even if she feels lonely, she started this journey, not me. She chose him, not me. As far as I'm concerned, she left me in the shower staring at a wall wondering, if it would be easier to be not alive. So what should I do? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. It sounds like deep in his core, the OP doesn't believe her still. I mean, the idea keeps rattling in his mind over and over and over again that if he hadn't caught them, they would still be doing this and he would still be the fool who didn't know about it. I don't know that that feeling will ever go away. One of the top comments had a good point and they said, every time you feel yourself qualifying a statement as according to her, it's you admitting that you don't believe it and you shouldn't. She absolutely 100% lied to you about nearly every things she thought that she could get away with. She will continue to do it once she thinks she can get away with it again. She's gone to the handbook for lying, blame shifting, and gaslighting. She'll start making promises that you know she won't keep. And then asking why you don't trust her. Do not cry, bargain, or get emotional. Do not do the pick me dance. It's an unwinnable game. Look into the 180, a divorce lawyer, an STD test, and just in case, a paternity test. That comment makes me wonder if they didn't have a family already, if they weren't already this deep into it, would she be doing all this to stick around? It's already picking at his brain, trying to wonder about this whole intimate question. Does she only want to do this with me now after all these years because she did it for him and she wants to be even? Or is it because she feels guilty and she wants to keep the family? family together and she's doing this thing. That is yet another thing that will probably haunt his mind forever. Having a family together in a situation like this dramatically complicates it so you can't just easily walk away as you could if you weren't in that situation with no family. That's the reason why he's trying so hard to make it work by going on their trip and giving her the benefit of the doubt and letting her off easy as he puts it. But the most important thing that seems to be overlooked is that she's only admitting to what she's been caught on. She is not telling him the complete story and then he goes and confirms it elsewhere. He is coming to her with information and she goes, oh yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, that's true. And doesn't say anything else. So that alone seems like 
Who knows how deep this iceberg goes, but if you were in this situation or you had a friend that was in this situation, what would you tell them to do? Let me know down below. If you'd like to see the next story in this series, check out the playlist in the YouTube description so you can have it playing in the background while you do whatever you like to do. Playing Magic the Gathering, studying for school, commuting, whatever it is. And don't forget if you haven't already subscribed to do that and hit the bell to turn on notifications so you don't miss the next video. But either way, thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you guys next time.